All right, welcome to River City Worship Center. My name's Corey Burkhead. Bobby's in the house. I'm one of the pastors on the staff here. Thank you so much for being here. What a great crowd, man. I'm so excited about this morning. We are continuing in our series, Elements, and we're actually in the middle of this series. And each week, what we've been talking about is we've been talking about the elements, the fruit of the Spirit. Let me review this with you. In Galatians 5.22, it says this, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And I'm really excited because this morning we're going to be talking about self-control. Self-control. It is, it is something that I feel like a lot of people are confused about because here's the confusion, I think. I think a lot of people think that I'm the only one that struggles with self-control and everyone else doesn't. I think that's the mentality a lot of us have. Like, oh, I'm the only one that's struggling with controlling this over here. I'm the only one that struggles with, you know what, like just having self-control. But everyone else, they don't have problems with this. You couldn't be any more wrong. I mean, here's the thing. We all struggle with self-control. And self-control is this, it's a, it's a big thing. And when I say we all do, I mean we all do. I struggle with self-control. One of the things that I struggle most with self-control is my road rage. If there's two things I want you to know this morning, it's really just one thing, how we're, how we're going to handle self-control, but the, the other thing I want you to know is just like, I've got some road rage a little bit, and I just want to share with you some of my frustrations about the road. Number one, okay, when you get off of Gene Snyder and you get off on New Cut, you don't got to stop. You can keep going. Can I get an amen? You can keep going. There's a lane right there just for you to keep going. There's no light, there's no yield, there's no stop, there's a just keep going. And, oh gosh, okay, stopping right there. The other thing is, where are my heroes at? My heroes who want to stop traffic to let someone out of their neighborhood. Hey, we're in the same hood, you go ahead and get out. You go ahead and get out. Like, that's, like, it, it, it frustrates me so much. Like, I get in the car, like, I'm, I'm, I'm good, I'm good, but then I start driving and I'm convinced some days, and maybe you're like me, I'm convinced some days I'm the only one with a license. You know, like I just, I am, and, and I grew up on Dixie Highway. I grew up on Dixie Highway, and then I've moved over to Preston, and for those of you who live on Dixie Highway, Preston is worse. Like, Preston, get, going from my house to the gym and back, I, I always say a prayer. I ask for forgiveness, because I don't know if I'm going to make it, honestly. Like, it is insane, it's gotten really bad where Meredith and I have had some discussions. She's like, Corey, I want to talk to you. I want, I want to talk to you about your frustrations with the road. I want to talk. You don't need to say anything. Can we not make it to one place or another without you getting frustrated? I'm like, I'm not frustrated. I'm just trying to explain to this person what they're doing wrong right now. Like this morning, I almost wanted to record it because I, I knew it was going to happen. We were on our way from our house to here. And that's the scariest situation, honestly, because you're kind of like on your way to church, and the closer you get, the more calm you got to be because you don't know who's visiting this morning. It could be the guy that you're yelling at, like, right? <laughs> like, like, you walk in, it's like, good as, oh, hey, like, you know, like, you never know. You never know. And anyway, so we're going over the overpass. We're leaving, uh, we're on Outer Loop. We're leaving by Texas Roadhouse. We're going over the overpass. Somebody cuts us off, slows down, because I'm thinking, okay, they're going to get on 65. Nope, just kept going. It's like, why are you cutting me off right now? Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I know I'm not the only one, actually, that, that struggles with road rage. It's, it's kind of funny, actually. Uh, there's some people who, though, have it like they got it under control. 
How many of you all know Jimmy Pritchett in the church? Anybody? Yeah? Jimmy's awesome. Jimmy, one day, I'm sitting in my office, and he, uh, he's down the hall, and he's talking to someone else in their office, and he's talking about how they were, he was on the road the other day, and how he was, uh, he was going a little fast, and what happened was, is as he was speeding up, uh, there was a, a, a ramp that was merging on, and a car was coming up, and he didn't know whether to speed up or slow down to let the car over, so he just kept going. And he said that the car hit their, hit their brakes, had to go around them, and started driving up next to him. And he said he just kept looking straight, though. Like, he wasn't going to look. He just kept looking straight because he saw them waving something, and he's pretty sure he knows what they were waving. What Jimmy didn't know was that was me. And I wasn't waving anything. I was just, I came speeding up. I'm like, this guy's not going to let me, hey, it's Jimmy. And so like I hit my brakes, I go around, I'm like, hey, Jimmy. And he's just like stone cold. Just look, he's got his glasses on, like, I am not looking away right now. Like, I'm just like, Jimmy, like, you know, and he thought I was waving something. But I, anyways, we all struggle, though, with self-control. We all do. So first off, let's just say this right now. You are not alone. The person to your left, the person to your right behind you, sitting around you, Everybody in this room struggles with self-control in some sort of area. We all do. Self-control is, is a tough thing. If you really want to know how good you are at self-control, I don't know if you've got the Time Hop app, but get on your Time Hop and see how many times you've gone to Krispy Kreme over the last four years, right? It was, it was really funny, because I'm going to let you know on a little secret. We work in the office, us pastors, when we're developing our messages. You know, we work in the office, we discuss them, we discuss them over the phone. But I'm convinced that we don't think about them in any other place more than in the car when we're driving. And uh, I was actually thinking about it uh, about a week or two ago about this message. I, I really started thinking about it. I was in the car. I was driving. I'm like, how am I going to talk about self-control? Self-control. What am I going to talk about? What am I going to say? And as I was thinking about this, it was 4 a.m. in the morning where I was going ahead and giving into a craving of Krispy Kreme donuts where I had gotten up. I was up late that night. I had this desire. I was like, you know what? I never do this, but I'm really craving me some Krispy Kreme. So I got up at 3.30 a.m., went to Krispy Kreme, got me some donuts, some milk, and came home, and I had a good morning. I don't know about you all. <laughs> but that, that's another thing. Like, we all struggle with self-control. And, and those are some silly things, but there are some really serious things, though, that, that we struggle with controlling. Some really serious things. Things that are tearing us apart. Things that are tearing our relationships apart. Maybe it's alcohol or drugs that you struggle with controlling. Maybe it's stress or depression that you can't seem to get a hand on. And you are dying because you can't seem to get a grip, it feels like. And it feels like you're the only one that feels this way. You're the only one that can't control your emotions. You're the only one that can't control this addiction. You're the only one that can't control this problem. But here's the thing. You are not alone. We all are struggling with our own, our own thing. We're all struggling with our own addiction, our own, our own like, you know, issue with like, emotions and how to control them. And Self-control is a big deal. It's a really big deal. But what is self-control? What is self-control? Self-control is the ability to, de- to deny ourselves our own desires. It's the ability to make decisions against yourself. That's what self-control is. Self-control is the ability to make decisions against yourself. If you know somebody, if, maybe you're the type of person that can stay calm and collective always, like whatever, you know, you, you have the ability to make decisions against yourself. If you have a six-pack, you're able to make decisions against yourself. 
If you have a PhD, you were able to make a decision against yourself. These are all these things that we, you know, there are people out there who are, who are just, for some way or another, like, they are able to make decisions against themselves. People who are debt-free, they've made decisions against themselves. So how do we do that? How do we get to where we hear about all these other people who have self-control? How do we get there? How do we get to experience that? How do we gain control in the areas of our lives where it feels like there is zero control? Or honestly, we're just praying for another week to go by and things just work out and, and, you know, we'll try our best, but still Sunday comes and we still feel out of control and, and we just garner up the, I don't know, the courage or the bravery to walk out these doors and hopefully face it again, hope that things somehow or another work out. How do we gain self-control? Self-control, though, is so important for us to know. It's so, it's, I mean, here's the thing. If you don't have self-control, it's a dangerous thing. Proverbs 25, 28 says, like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. When we lack self-control, we are lacking in the very thing that, take, uh, that protects us from harmful decisions, harmful desires. When we lack self-control, we look at porn instead of getting off the computer. When we lack self-control, we swipe the credit card one more time when we know it's time for us to cut it up. We lack self-control. When we lack self-control, what happens is, is when it comes to making the decision to have sex with our boyfriend or girlfriend, we say, I will, instead of waiting to get married and say, I do. These are things that, that, that are harmful to us if we do not protect ourselves. Like a city whose walls are broken down is a man who lacks self-control. Maybe you walked in this morning and you think, you know what, I don't have control over these things, but it's all right. It'll work out. Let me tell you right now, it's not all right. In fact, it's really dangerous to not have self-control. It's very important. What if I told you that today you could stop making harmful decisions? What if I told you that you could take back control in the areas of your life that you need to most? I'm sure right now, as I've talked about these things, maybe you can relate to some of these things, but whatever it is, I'm sure that there is something in your life that right now you know, and maybe it's you're the only one that knows it, who needs to gain self-control in this area. Like, no one understands how much I struggle over here. I'm the only one that does, me and God. And I, I'm not winning. This is a losing battle. I don't have control. How do we get that? How do we gain self-control? Control. That is the question I want us to answer this morning. And I'm going to answer by giving you four things, four things that you have to have in order to gain self-control. The first thing you have to have when it comes to gaining self-control is you must have vision. Vision. You have to have vision when it comes to having self-control. And here's what I mean by that. I think a lot of us, we know what it is we need to stop doing. But what we don't realize is what we need to start doing. I need to stop looking at this. I need to stop talking like that. I need to stop behaving this way. I need to stop responding that way. Okay? Then what do we need to start doing? What is it that we need to start doing? Let let me ask you this, or read this to you. In Mark 8.34, it says this, Then calling to the crowd to join his disciples, he said, this is Jesus, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must turn from your selfish ways, take up your cross, and follow me. When Jesus was talking this, it did not end at you must turn from your selfish ways. He said you must turn from your selfish ways and take up your cross and follow me. 
Here's the thing. Here's the problem I think a lot of us have. Like, we don't have any vision. Like, we know where we don't want to be. We know that we don't like what we're doing, but we don't know what it is we do want to be. We don't know what it is that we do want to be doing. We've got to have vision. We've got to have something that we're striving towards. What is it that you want to be? What kind of mom do you want to be? What kind of dad do you want to be? What kind of spouse do you want to be? What kind of follower of Christ do you want to be? What does that look like? If you had self-control in this area, whatever it might be, what would it look like? What would it look like? Don't just think about like, okay, what I wouldn't be doing, but what would you be doing? Don't just think about what negative, like whatever that is that you need to get out of your life, but what positive things could happen. What positive things would you incorporate into your life if you had self-control? I've learned that self-control is not just about saying no to something. It's about saying yes to something. How many of us feel like uh, we don't have control of our careers, right? We walk in every day, and all we know is we don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to work here. I don't like what I'm doing. I don't feel like I've accomplished anything. I feel like I'm just, you know what, just working a job and that's it. Okay, if you want to gain self-control when it comes to your career, what, have a vision, have an idea as to, okay, what do I want to be doing then? If I was to work, walk into work every day, what is it that I would want to be doing? What is your vision for your job? What is your vision for your career? There's so many people I know who hate what they're doing, but they have no, but when it says, well, what would you rather be doing? I don't know. I don't know. And I, I get it. Like, it is hard to figure out sometimes, like, because some, sometimes you just don't know. You don't know what God has called you to do. You don't know what God wants you to, to where, where he wants you to be working at. I get that. But you've got to, at some point, get a vision, gain a vision as to, like, okay, if I were to have self-control, what would my life look like? The second thing we have to have is Purpose. Purpose. In John 10:10, 10, 10, it says, The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Jesus had a vision. His vision was to come and die on the cross. But why? Why did he have to die on the cross? That's what drove Jesus. Jesus knew that he was going to die on the cross. Why? Because him dying on the cross was going to allow us to have forgiveness, us to have a relationship with God, us to have a chance to spend eternity in heaven with God. Jesus understood, okay, listen, I know what it looks like, me sacrificing myself, but Jesus also understood why he had to sacrifice himself. Why do you need to gain self-control in this area of your life? You've got to have a reason. Well, because the Bible says I shouldn't, or because I know it's not really good. No, it's got to be something greater than that, and I say greater than the Bible telling you shouldn't, but what I mean by that is, okay, listen, you cannot simply say, like, I want to stop doing this because I know I shouldn't be doing it, but listen... I need to stop doing this because if I don't, this is what I won't become. This is who I won't be. This is what my life won't be like. If I don't stop cutting or or swiping the credit card, then I'm going to be in debt for the rest of my life. And I will not get to retire. I will not get to go on cruises uh, and be able to enjoy them thinking about, you know, the fact that I'm I'm debt-free or whatever. Like, here's the thing. We have got to gain control in some some of the areas of our life. Jesus understood this. Jesus had a vision. Jesus knew what it was he was supposed to be doing. But what Jesus knew even more, and this is even more important, is why he was doing it. Why? Why do you need to gain self-control? Why? 
I need to stop looking at porn because, you know, my pastor has brought it up a couple times and I, I'm starting to feel like I shouldn't. Yes, that's true, but here's the thing. You need to stop looking at porn because you're destroying your marriage. And in five years, you won't be married if you don't. And I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm not trying to scare you. But what I'm trying to say is, like, we, we need something inside of us that's going to spark us, right? Who, no one is ever more motivated to lose weight than when the doctor tells them, if you don't, you're going to die. Amen. Nobody is more motivated. Talk to people who have really lost a lot of weight. It's the ones that, that, that don't want to just, like, not die. They want to live to see their grandkids. They want to live to, you know what, see their kids get married. They want to live so that way their kids, you know what, aren't on their own. Like, there are people out there who, you know what, they have discovered the purpose, and the purpose is so incredible to them that that is what is driving their vision. And I think that's, I think a lot of us, maybe, maybe you do know what your life would look like if you were to have self-control, but here's the thing. we got to know the why. Why is it so important? Why is it detrimental? What will happen if I do not gain self-control in this area of, of my life? You know, um... I, uh, I think I've read this book called uh, The Why, and I'm trying to remember who wrote it. I want to say Simon Sinek. I'm, I'm totally messing up his name right there. But I want to recommend it to you because here's the thing. I, I, knew, that there, I knew what it was to like, look like to be a pastor. I knew what it looked like. I knew what it sounded like. But why was the biggest question I had to answer. Like, when I read this book, it, told me, it asked me, like, Corey, why do you want to be a pastor? Why do you want to do these things? Why do you want to be a good husband? Why? And when I forced myself to answer these questions, my desire, the fire inside of me just grew. And when you answer the question, why do I want to accomplish these things? Why do I want to gain self-control? You will, I'm telling you, you will have a fire inside of you that will just rage and rage and rage. And here's the thing, you will not, no one will be able to stop you. You will never have to look back. The third thing we have to, or I'm sorry, yeah, the third thing we have to gain is discipline. And I believe that some of the most disciplined people in the world are athletes, if I'm being honest. Athletes are some of the most disciplined people in the world. In 1 Corinthians 9.24, it says this, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. In all things. Here's the thing. Like, you know, I was watching the NBA draft the other night, and there's nothing more depressing than (laughs) seeing, like, 19-year-olds going off, and you see them making millions playing basketball. And I'm thinking, "Why, why couldn't I have had that? And the reason is, is because early on, they had a vision. And their vision had a, a reason. And you know what? Maybe it was money. I don't know what it was. But whatever it was, it was enough to drive them to, you know what, practice every day. It was enough to cause them to practice in the rain, in the snow, to run suicides outside, to run suicides in the gym that's even broken down that no one even goes to anymore. Like, they found a way. And we need to discipline ourselves, too. You know, um, when, I, when I was a sophomore in high school, I wasn't good enough to play in the high school team. Let's get that out of the way. But uh, I... Uh, I played in this church league, and this church league that I played in, I played in my whole life, but as you got older, obviously, people got more competitive, and I remember I had a coach, um, and his only goal, I remember at every practice and every game, he always said, all right, guys, let's just have fun, and, and let's go out there and have a good time, and I was just like, uh, I don't know, I was like, that sounds great, that sounds fun, and it had been fun, it had been fun for like 15 years of my life, you know, but here's the thing. 
is uh, a lot of my other friends, they were in this other league. And this league, it was so competitive. It was so competitive. The goal was to win. They had a tournament at the end of every season. They had a championship. They were trophies. There was all these things. And I remember I thought to myself, you know what, I'll, I'll try it out. You know, there was actually only one year left that I could play in that age group over there. So I was like, you know, I'll try it out. So I went and I signed up for that league, and I was just blown away. Uh, in my other league, the church league, the one where we just want to have a good time and have fun, we did some layups, and then we uh, played knockout. Uh, and that was it. But in this other league, we ran suicides. We did push-ups. We ran drills. We scrimmaged, and we repeated that over and over and over. And I remember we had to really discipline ourselves, and I learned that most when uh, one time I forgot that we had practice. And before going to practice that day, I'd gone to McDonald's and ate a Big Mac. And, uh, and I remember I got to practice, and I, was, I showed up, and I'm like, Coach, I'm sorry. Like, listen, I had a Big Mac. I don't know if I can run suicides today. And I remember he just looked at me, and he goes, do you want to win? And I was just like, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I didn't know what other answer to give. And... Uh, he just, he just kind of nodded for me to get in line, and I remember I ran suicides that day, and yeah, I got sick, but you know what? I never, I, I made sure I never ate anything like that before practice again. I made sure that, you know what? I stayed healthy. I made sure that I knew when practice was. I made sure of all these things, and here's the thing. I think a lot of us, we're having a fun time, but God wants to know if we want to have victory. Yes. Do you want to have fun, or do you want to have victory? Yes. I think a lot of us have been having a lot of fun but we've also been losing in certain areas of our life. And God is saying, listen, do you want to win? Do you want to save your marriage? Do you want to get out of debt? Do you want to succeed? Do you want to find that dream job? Do you want to know what your career is? Do you want to know what your calling is? If so, you've got to discipline yourself. You've got to, you've got to discipline yourself. We have to be mindful of what we put in ourselves, of what we put around ourselves. What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you looking at on the computer? Who are you listening to amongst your friends? Who do you, what do you need to cut off? These are questions that we have to answer if we want to truly discipline ourselves. What are we allowing inside of ourselves? Again, is your goal to have fun or is it to win? And if we answer that, if we answer that honestly, you'll know exactly why you haven't gained self-control. You know exactly why you haven't. And the fourth and final thing is this, strength. You've got to be strong when it comes to having self-control. You have got to be strong. Strength is something that I think that we all, I think we think we have sometimes, and then we also realize that we don't. We need strength to fight temptation. We need strength to fight the doubt that comes into our minds when, you know what, when, when it comes to gaining self-control and we have a vision and we, we know why we got to do it. You know what, the thing that I think we lack most, though, is strength because so many times we, we quit and that's where it stops. That's where it ends. And then all of a sudden, we're on this vicious cycle of repeat. But we've got to have strength. And, and, and here's the thing. If there's one thing I know about self-control, it's that my strength will only get me so far. My strength will only get me so far. Changes really take place when I call on God's strength. In Philippians 4.13, it says, For I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. I can do anything through Christ who gives me strength, I can gain back self-control. I can save my marriage. I can, you know what, calm down when I'm driving in the car. You know, I can do all these things through his strength. And when it comes to strength, we need strength to start. Starting can sometimes be the hardest thing. Just beginning requires strength.
endurance. Like we've got to have strength to endure, endure this because you know what? Sometimes we, you know what? we think, man, I don't know if I can make it a day. I don't know if I can make it a week. And, and you know what? We've got to have strength if we're to make it. And then for the times where we mess up, where we quit or where we fall or where we trip up or we make a mistake or we, you know what? We, we were six months clean, but we messed up and we've got to have strength in order to get back up and run to God and say, God, listen, I don't have control over my life, and if I want self-control, I need you to take control. That's what we need to say to God. We've got to have strength. Proverbs 24, 16 says, The godly may trip seven times, but they will get up again. They will get up again. It's not that they might get up, or they might get up. It's not that they might, you know what, not quit, but they will get up. Maybe you've been tripping up your whole life over this addiction, Maybe, you know what, ever since you got married, things were great, but just over the past few months, things have just been getting worse and worse and worse, and you and your spouse feel like you have no control over your marriage. You need to call on God's strength to endure, to get through it. You've got to discipline yourself. You've got to, go, you've got to know why you're disciplining yourself. You've got to have a vision as to, okay, what does my life look like six months from now? Write it down. Put it somewhere where you'll see it every day. Make sure that you know every day what it is that you're aiming for. I want to tell you this story. It's a story of this athlete named Florence Chadwick. And she was the first woman to swim the English Channel in both directions. But when she tried to swim from Catalina Island to the California coast, the fog was so thick she could hardly see the boats in her party. She swam more than 15 hours before she asked to be taken out of the water. Her trainer tried to encourage her to swim on since they were so close to land, but when Florence looked, all she saw was fog. She couldn't see where she was going. She had no vision. All she saw was fog. So she quit only half a mile from her goal. Only half a mile from her goal. Later, she said, I'm not excusing myself, but if I could have seen the land... I might have made it. Two months after her first attempt, she walked off the same beach into the same channel and swam the distance, setting a new speed record because she could see the land. Where are you going? Can you see it? You've got to envision it. You've got to envision it. You've got to be able to see what this looks like, not just what it might look like or what you think it could be, but in detail, what does it look like to have self-control in your life, in this area? If you have self-control, what does it look like? And why do you need to have self-control? Are you disciplining yourself? And then, you know what, again, when it comes to us messing up, when we quit, gosh, man, I, when, it, when you quit, it's okay. Yes, it stinks. I hate quitting. No one likes to quit. But we've got to have the strength to get back up and try again. I think so many times we think, you know what, God looks at me and I, I've asked for forgiveness over and over and I keep lacking self-control and I'm just tired of asking, asking for forgiveness. I'm tired of it. This is just who I am. I'm born this way. I've got this. I can't help it. God doesn't want us to quit. That's giving up. God wants us to call on his strength to endure, to keep going, to keep making it, to, to keep pushing ourselves. God will give us that strength. Philippians 3.13 says this, One thing I do... Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal. I press on 
toward the goal. You've got to, you know, listen, I've messed up too. I've made a ton of mistakes. But here's the thing. I would not be standing where I am today if I allowed those things to just cloud my judgment, to be this fog in front of me. Instead, I asked God to clear this fog in front of me, put these mistakes behind me, and I've pressed on towards what I know, who I want to be, the type of man I want to be, the type of uh, a husband I want to be, the type of pastor I want to be. I know exactly what it looks like. What do you want to be? Who do you want to be? Ask yourself that. Let's pray.